Here's Papa is brought to you by Just Some Podcast Media. Dun, da, da, da. The views on this podcast are those solely of the host and do not represent the views or opinions of any other institution. <laughs> Welcome to Nurse Papa, a podcast from the heart and mind of a pediatric oncology nurse and father. In each episode, I take a deep dive into a story of parenting, or I tackle a parenting question from one of my loyal listeners in a segment called Dear Nurse Papa. In either case, I hope to come out on the other side with a better understanding of what makes kids and their parents tick. Welcome back to Nurse Papa. Before we get back to our regularly scheduled programming of the fun and dysfunction of parenting, I'd like to talk to you about a subject close to my heart. Dad bods. They come in all shapes and sizes. Some are chiseled and lean. Others are round and fluffy. Mine is somewhere in between and definitely a work in progress. That is why I am currently competing in the legendary dad bod competition. Your votes and donations for my dad bod will help benefit the B-Plus Foundation, the largest provider of financial assistance to families of kids with cancer. Throughout October and November, you can vote for my dad bod daily in order to support this worthy cause. Check out the link in this episode's description, and thanks again for your support. And now, today's episode. Our kids are back in school. In some ways, this return to normalcy is much more complicated than before but it is also a welcome return to my favorite moment of each day. The Long Walk. As I and thousands of other parents began to enlist our kids back to in-person school instruction this month, I believe I heard a collective sigh of relief. Oh. It was a not-so-fond farewell to over a year in which our kids hovered over computer screens while we hovered over our kids. It was a year of learning to be teachers without any formal training to do so, of discovering the innate frustration of that pedantic role, and of feeling our hearts fill with milky admiration for those trained educators who somehow managed to do this teaching thing successfully with 30 kids at once. Thank you very much. It was a year of sleepily stumbling in the background of Zoom classes, sometimes appropriately clothed, but often not. We banged our toes upon table legs directly in front of many five-year-olds, and then unintentionally taught them entirely new and inappropriate exclamations. And as these parents and kids viewed our daily happenings through their Zoom windows, We too saw into their lives, their homes, and their hopes. We saw the toys they coveted, and their domestic decorative choices as well. We became intimate with their pets, the fish, the dogs, the turtles. We found comfort in their similarly cluttered living rooms and dining room tables, repurposed for art, crafting, and learning. We also beamed with impertinent jealousy at those unicorn parents 
who somehow managed to keep a semi-clean home among kids who rarely left it. Even as I relish this collective sigh of parental relief, I hear another very human sound, which is equally robust yet also quite elusive. It is the sound of bated breath, of waiting for the other shoe to drop, of millions of parents wanting to believe that the schools will stay open, yet remaining realistic enough to predict that they might not. For this reason, and many more, I am currently enjoying every last drop of this uncertain moment in time. All of it. When I drop my two kids off at school, I rarely park near the front entrance. In fact, I often park much farther away from it than is necessary. This strategy is not an effort to avoid the many double-parked minivans which clog and crowd the main street next to the school like some long suburban gypsy caravan. It is also not my distaste for the seemingly endless series of potholes which line the same street like some puckered battlefield of old. I appreciate not dealing with these inconveniences, of course, but I actively seek out the inconvenience of a long walk to school because it is in moments like this that I get the opportunity to connect with my kids. Oh. Even now, life is so busy, an endless slog of activities, destinations, and the commutes between them. And it's only getting busier. Too much traffic, too much effort, too much money, too much hassle, and definitely too much whining. In the face of such frenzy, I have somehow been able to embrace the moments in between. This genuflect to smelling the roses was not an intellectual revelation. Rather, it was a desperate reach for daily sanity. The three-block walk to our new school has become an almost daily opportunity to check in with my kids, without seeming like I am checking in at all. <laughs> As we struggle down the sidewalk, two kids, one father, two lunchboxes, two backpacks, three masks, we must appear like some strange chimera of a nuclear family. As my son sits upon my shoulders like a second head, pulling at my ears, and my daughter grasps at my hand, trying to swing around like some whirly carnival ride, I give in to our lack of forward progress. Despite the antics, it is a chance for all of us to discuss topical considerations which we encounter along the way. A steaming mound of dog poop in the middle of our path morphs into a dialectic discussion of what kind of dog might have left such a mess. My son suggests it was a dragon. <laughs> Techniques to best avoid the poop in the future, and a general exploration of the ethics of the owner who failed to clean it up. One sad turquoise sock, abandoned upon a strip of grass, may inspire a fanciful narrative of who the sock belonged to. The question of, did it run away from a smelly foot? and the curiosity of what happened to its absent sock partner. All these exchanges in a space of time in which we could just as easily have been focused on our destination, rather than the more interesting path to getting there, have helped me become closer to my kids. I haven't always embraced these unsuspecting precious moments of parenthood like I do now. Pre-pandemic and even a few times post, I have screamed. <coughs> I have cajoled. I have threatened, I have feigned deep sadness all in a pyrrhic effort to get my kids moving in the right direction. I have pulled arms too roughly, I have pled to the gods of small children. I have even walked away, leaving my two kids weeping in a single sad concrete square of sidewalk. Where is Pa 
going? My daughter once asked of the universe, as I huffed away in anger one morning. As ashamed as I am of these frustrating moments, I'm equally as pleased with the realization that they were not necessary, that I can follow a different path. Who cares if we are five minutes late to school? The ABCs of kindergarten are way less important than a chance to learn about my kids, and in the process, about myself. I have come to realize that the long walk to school need not be limited to our daily expeditions towards where we are trying to go. The long walk is a state of mind, a state of being. I can summon these invaluable moments of communication and awareness with my kids wherever we find in between times. It is my two kids who could not give two shits about saving time or being efficient who often remind me of this. My six-year-old daughter, who is still mastering the art of wiping her own bottom, often insists that I join her in the bathroom. She'll likely sit on that toilet for many minutes doing her deed, and she prefers to have company. It gets lonely there on that big toilet, she tells me. She and I spend a lot of time together in that small room with walls the color of seafoam green and an artful drawing of a jellyfish. We talk about deep things and trivial things too. Or, I read a book as she grunts it all out with a cherry red face. It is precious, all of it, and it is our time together. My five-year-old son is also in on the game of passing time as time is passing. It can sometimes take him literally five minutes to get out a sentence or communicate a simple idea rolling around in his distracted brain. As he verbally jousts with the architecture of his tongue and the fancies of his mind, he does indeed get impatient, but he almost never gives up. I too get lost in those magical moments, doing my best to comprehend the thoughts and desires which he so earnestly describes. I want to really be there in those spaces of time which so many people fail to consider as important. I don't want to worry about where I'm going or where I've been. I don't want my smartphone with all its beeping email alerts and portents of daily news anywhere near me. The only thing in the universe, the only thing that exists for me at all, really, is a story about a red car. And maybe there was a dog barking too. It is a story my son is telling me through his asynchronous and excited speech. And it is the most important thing for this dad at this moment. As I watch this boy of mine follow the long line of his kinder classmates to their collective space of learning, I never leave until he is fully out of view. I want to be there for every moment. It sometimes takes a while. You see, my son has mastered the art of the slow walk one foot in front of the other in steady succession. Like some stoned mime on a tightrope, his slow and deliberate gait is creating a backlog of kindergartners behind him. They are gently rear-ending each other like cars in a snowstorm. And it is just about the most precious pediatric disaster I have ever witnessed. Remember, Nurse Papa is also a book. Within it, you'll find stories that might just change how you look at life and indeed parenting. Nurse Papa has been my labor of love, but it offers much more than my own perspective. 
you'll learn from the voices of seasoned nurses, some of my young patients, and these patients' parents, each adding their own personal perspective about love, life, death, and learning. Nurse Papa is now available for purchase on Amazon and other bookseller sites. Please consider picking up a copy and, when you're done, leaving a public review on Amazon, Goodreads, or anywhere else where people go to find meaningful books. Thank you so much for your support, and stay tuned for the next episode of the Nurse Papa Podcast. Don't forget to vote for my dad's bod and the legendary dad bod contest. It's for kids! Thank you.